G'day and welcome to Breaking in the Making. This episode, it's the first of this kind that we've ever done. It's um, We've always had musicians, bands, artists, that type of thing to talk about music. Um, but this time we've actually got someone that kind of gives everyone their kind of first shot on the radio. It's Declan Byrne, host of Home and Hose from Triple J. Mate, how you going? Great. Yeah, excited to, to flip the script today. Um, I was recently on the other side as well, and I know how um, interesting it feels. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, there's, we could go through how you kind of um, got to the point, uh, your show on Triple J, Home and Hose. It's obviously, you know, a great thing for Australian artists. But, and I'm sure I could find that on an article somewhere. Um, but I would love to know if there was like one moment or uh, one event in your life where you were just like, holy shit, this is what I want to do. Uh, holy shit, this is what I want to do. Yeah, there's a couple of moments. I think like for you, like I basically worked in hospo for maybe 10 years. But the first time I fell in love with the radio, I worked at Domino's, great pizza establishment. You might have heard of it. Um, <laughs> worked there for like five years. And there was a guy I worked with and we'd worked during the day a lot where you'd make the dough. You know, there's no orders. So you're sitting around, you're talking to this person and we always had the radio on. And he was like, dude, we have to listen to either Triple J or FBI. That's my rule. Um, if you don't know FBI, it's a community radio station in Sydney. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I like Triple J. That that sounds good to me. And so he very much enforced that rule. And so for years and years, I was listening to Triple J and FBI religiously. You know, you become obsessed with presenters and music. And and I think that was the moment where I was like, this would be really cool to, to do. This would be like an amazing job. Um, and that's kind of what put me on that path to, to where I am today. Um, that's kind of funny because I was um, I worked at Pizza Hut for a couple uh-huh. of years you don't. and <laughs> and that exact thing of like working during the day no pizzas no one's coming in just sitting around listening to radio i definitely did that we didn't have um, we didn't have fbi on the gold coast but i was listening to it when i was down in sydney last year and um yeah at least you got a couple stations for a lot of music down there that's um that's funny as domino's <laughs> triple j that's the connection um <laughs> yeah. now i've been doing this podcast for almost two years now two years in a couple of weeks and um, I've interviewed a lot of artists, especially early on um, when bands were just coming out, um, songs, like two songs in, um, or bands that had just gotten their first Triple J play. And it was often nine times out of 10, their career highlight for music was that you had given them their first play on the radio and they always upload videos on Instagram of, you know, your voice in the background interview, um, doing the intro and then playing the song. And that's their, you know, that's their career highlight so far. How does that feel knowing that you've given that moment to so many people? Oh yeah. It's, it's by far the best bit of my job. Like if I'm ever having a down day or I'm a bit bored or I'm just like maybe in, you know, not, not in autopilot mode, but if I'm ever just a bit, blur the best bit is those artists who make those videos of them quite often like you say maybe crying in the car by themselves or like cheering with their friends and like you know slamming down a beer they quite often tag me in those videos so um yeah that always gets me so pumped on on what i do and how lucky i am is to make those people feel so happy because they'll tag me in the videos i'll watch it and i'm like you know to me i'm 
playing their song because I like their song. It's, it's obviously, I know it's important to them, but when it is you getting that first play and all that time and effort you've put into it, their reactions are always like next level. So that that's the most fun thing I get to see and definitely the most rewarding bit for sure. Is it... Is there, I'm guessing it's happened before, but like where you've been out at a gig or, or if you've, you know, had to do work at a festival or something and you talk to these bands from, you know, however long it's been, it's like you gave us the first play. Like, do you ever have that face to face interaction? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I'm at gigs and um, whether it's the bands that are playing or the support acts, you know, whenever I chat to them afterwards, um, they're, you know, if I have played them, they're always really thankful and I'm always like, you know, honestly, I'm doing nothing. You're doing all the hard work. So <laughs> just listening um, to music. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it is, it is a dream job. So when they say thank you, like it's very nice and that they think, you know, I had some part to do with it, but really it's, it's them making the music and doing the hard stuff. I was, um, I was at a gig last weekend with some Gold Coast bands and I mentioned that you were coming on and they were, they were like, they've never been more keen for an episode. <laughs> okay. Um, Who because, um, well, there was, uh, you've played them before, um, local safari. Um, I'm very good mates with, um, one of the, uh, band members out of there. So he was really keen to have a chat. Um, well to hear the chat, I should say. Um, also like you've played their songs and I'm sure there's so many other bands that you've played like one song and, or it's like taking them a while to, um, kind of get onto triple J and it's like, like they don't know the process. Do you have a process of, um, how you go about picking these songs or is it just kind of like what you're hearing? Uh, it is a huge process. It's like one of the main parts of my job, I think, is being organized because I keep a huge spreadsheet of like almost every song I listen to um, because I know that not every show, but across the week, I've got to cover you know as much of the country as I can in terms of music. So that's like different genres, different geography, gender, all that. I'm trying to get as good a balance as I can. It is impossible to do that. And, you know, more music is made in certain areas and other areas. But yeah, yeah, it's it, the process is me basically listening to a song. I write down some notes and, and sort of if I want to play it or not and if it's a high priority. And then, yeah, finding that balance every show. So I might get to the end of a show when I'm preparing it and I'm like, oh, I need, I need some female hip hop. So I'll look through my notes and I'll be like, cool, yeah, I want to play this song. Great. It's going to fit perfectly in the show tonight. So that, that's kind of my process. Um, it's, yeah, it's a lot of listening. And unfortunately, I've only got an hour, like four hours a week. So like, I, you know, most of the songs that I write notes on and listen to, I don't get to play, which is the bad bit of my job. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of my process. This is, um, I've said that so many times, it's like Triple J and Triple J on Earth are obviously such good platforms for um, Australian music, but they can only do so much. Um, and like you, you guys do cop a bit of flack of, you know, playing the same artist sometimes or just, but it's it's literally what, you know, what the audience and what you can fit in there. If you could play every artist that you liked, the shows would be 15 hours long. Um, So um, I I think, I think that's where people might not understand that um, the behind the scenes of radio as well. Um, Back to just the songs though, is there, obviously you have to go through a whole lot of genres and that type of stuff, but is there like a little checklist of when you're listening to a song where you're like looking out for certain aspects of stuff? Uh, no, not at all. Really? I'm, 
I'm listening to the song and usually as I listen, um, you know, looking up their socials or their streaming numbers or looking up if they're playing gigs. Uh, but that's just stuff I'm like interested to see. So if I, you know, come across a, an act that I'd never heard of mm. um, and I'm listening to the song and maybe I'm liking it, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they've played any gigs. I'm like, oh, holy shit, they, you know, just sold out this venue or, oh, wow, this song's already got, you know, so many streams online or whatever. Um, so there's nothing like I'm I'm not looking for a certain quality, a certain, yeah, box they have to tick or anything. I'm just listening to whether I think it's good and whether I think the audience will like it. I've, um, I'm kind of getting to that point now, um, where I'm getting like a lot of music submissions and like, Oh, Hey, what do you think? What do you think? And they think I'm just going to give them this, you know, 15 minute, Oh, here's some notes. Here's some notes. I'm literally just a music lover that just interviews musicians. I don't like, I don't know what to say. And when I'm like, I like that, but I can't tell you why. Um, so it's good that, there's no yeah. real real checklist otherwise i would have stolen that off you yeah um, well if there was a checklist music would be so boring you know everyone would be filling out boxes and ticking things to make it sound good it's like that that's why music's great is because i'll press play on a song and it's not like anything i've ever heard before really yeah it's um uh, i i usually use like the same five things to describe a song just in um kind of different ways just just to try and sound smart but um sometimes it doesn't <laughs> get there um now, obviously, um, uh, well, we had a pandemic, still in the pandemic, um, but we're coming towards the end of it. Um, I was studying and doing this podcast in lockdown. I was doing podcasts out of my kitchen. Oh, that's a horrible decision. I will never do that again. Um, <laughs> learning heaps of stuff. The way that you um, listen, consume, everything changed. Now, I'm guessing that was the same way for you. Like, So the way that you would listen to music before would have changed during the pandemic and then coming out of it is there any way well has there any like kind of lessons or skills or kind of like hacks that you've come out from COVID to consume music or that you just won't go back to anymore um I guess like the most frustrating thing was when I did find an artist who I liked you know I love being able to see them live and seeing if they can recreate it live or even going to gigs and getting there early and checking out artists who I've never heard of yeah um finding music that way is always that's when I get really excited so if I'll go to big sound and try and see as much as I can you know that's when you get that really great feeling you do get it listening to music but I think you get it on a new level when you see it created live so that was the big thing I missed um and I'm and you know artists missed it 50 times as much so in terms of actually listening and things that changed not too much changed. I guess it was just that element was lost, you know, that key element which I'm looking out for. Um, I, I I didn't realize that I um, would, well, I knew I was going to miss gigging, but like the way that I would kind of interact with artists as well, um, I would just mm. see, because I, I did the exact same thing. I like going and go, seeing how they'd be live and then seeing the people beneath them. Well, sorry, first. Um, and if I love them, I'll like... I'll probably go up and get the liquid courage and then see if they want to come on a podcast. That's kind of my <laughs> way of uh, doing things now. Or if I see them, ne- see them next to me at the cubicle, I'll just ask there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think um, the way that we all consume music was interesting during that time, but it's good to see that we have gigs back. Um, now, obviously you listen to heaps of music um, all the time, new music. 
is there just is there one artist in your mind that you think kind of going to break through in 2022 is there just one that sticks out oh wow that is such a big question um see i i already have mine um (laughs) because i'd like i asked myself this question and took me two seconds Okay, well, why don't you hit with me with yours, and I'm gonna have a quick think. It's um, I've I've been in love with the Perth music scene for the past mm, couple months. Me too. I, I think their music scene is incredible, and I cannot wait to get over there. And I'm trying, you know, I just want to see some gigs over there. But Dice, I think yes, I think Dice, um, especially when you see bands starting out, like if if they have one good song. Um, they try and recreate it or they um, try and get those same stream numbers and they got really lucky with their first couple, but they've just backed it up and backed it up and backed it up. And it has that similar dice sound, but it's like they're just dabbling in a few different areas, which I really like. And now that COVID's over, um, I think they're going to blow up and they are really nice lads. (laughs) That helps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've played them a fair bit. They're really good. And yeah, agree. The WA music scene is really prolific and really black yeah tight knit so i'm loving that little prediction i reckon i'll i'll say the name i can say is elsie wameo um she just put out an ep she's been like making music for a few years but her last few i think she's really found her sound so she's had like river nile nilotic promise like those are a few of the songs that she's put out but i think she maybe a few years ago was even on that hilltop hoods label um, but yeah, I've just, I haven't seen her live, but I've seen a few videos of her playing live with the band. It looks like a really dynamic performance and yeah, hopefully a lot of festivals get her. I think, I think she'll really pop. It's, um, I, I find it, well, it's, it's, it's great now and refreshing that, um, obviously we've had a lot of festival lineups come out. Um, and a lot of the people that, you know, I've known have been in- incredible for a long time. are getting their chance as well. Um, and obviously spilt milk on the Gold Coast and, you know, falls and all that type of stuff coming back out, which is really good. Is there, has there any lineup that kind of, you know, piqued your interest the most where you're like, oh, I didn't get the chance to see them live. I'd really like that. Um, as in ones that are coming up? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was excited last week because I've been to maybe like, eight or nine falls festivals and a couple <laughs> of lost paradises. So that came out in the same week and they were obviously really tied close together. Um, and it, it was a cool lineup. I'm just going to get it up now. So I remember the full lineup, but I remember looking at it and I was like, Oh, holy shit. Like th- these are a lot of massive acts for me, but it's good to see them on lineups, you know, right now and, and high up. So artists, you know, that everyone knows like, spacey jane and and stuff like that but also then you'd look a bit further down there was egoism yeah there was mayor um so th- those lineups i liked because they did have a couple of big international acts like everyone was like lil nas x and yeah. and arctic monkeys but then there were so many good australian acts which i've been like god hopefully festivals come back and they can be on the um on the lineups yeah it's um my, my first thoughts were spacey jane is going to have a busy summer their december <laughs> yeah. january is packed which you know yeah. they they kind of COVID was coming and their come up was at the same time as well so it's going to be interesting um yeah. one of those bands who like they could they basically will have to turn down festivals you know whatever they say yes to they'll be on yeah exactly um now obviously um artists and bands and all that type of stuff 
would always ask, you know, what's the kind of um, magic song to get on there? If there is on Triple J, sorry, if there's just one piece of advice um, to up and coming acts that could kind of help them grow, I guess, what would yours be? Um, it's a really good question because, again, all the genres and all the bands and whatever are all different. I think, like, don't rush, you know. It's better to come out with, you know, a song or two songs or have three songs in the bank where you're really happy with them. You know, cool, this is the music we like to make. We believe in it. Like, if you're trying to jump on a trend or do something because, you know, you know, we're playing lots of Spacey Jane. Let's try and make a song like Spacey Jane. Like, that's that's not going to work. So, yeah, I, my number one bit of advice would like know what music you're making. Make it because you love it because then you'll be able to keep making songs and you'll believe in it. Um, and just arrive like as ready as you can be to play a show the next day if someone likes that song and someone reaches out to you and wants to play, you know. Of course, you can make music in your bedroom and put it out. Like, that's great too. I play so many of those artists. But if you can arrive as like, you know, fully formed an idea as, as you can, um, then I think that'll help you because when people are like, when's your next song coming out or when's your next gig, at least you're not caught on the hop being like, oh, geez, how do I do this? So, yeah, I wouldn't rush it. I'd get things right before you put out that, that music. So basically you've got be yourself and be prepared. <laughs> Did I say too many? Yeah, yeah. Be yourself, <laughs> be prepared. That's good. Um, you've really, uh, um, you've distilled it perfectly. That's uh just i like to simplify things um that's kind of that's kind of the feedback i've kind of been trying to say without sounding like a douche it's like don't try and be another band just like have your own sound you can always have you know little um you know spices from other bands but obviously try and be yourself um now last question i ask this on both the podcasts and i get some really interesting answers um if there is one thing you could do in 2022 that would make your year can be career-wise or personal-wise and you have until 11:59 december 31 what would it be i know you've already had some big family stuff happen but um you, and you can say that that's fine <laughs> no no it's cool i've had the kid so like it doesn't i don't need to you know say that that's going to be the highlight that that's obviously going to be the highlight but I mentioned it before, like for a year highlight this year, I'm just really hoping Big Sound goes ahead because every year that just gets me so excited. There's always, you know, 150, 200 acts playing. Um, and I'm one of those people that I like a lot of people go there and have a big party and have a fun time. I like go there and I'm like running around trying to see as much as I can. So I remember last year when COVID was kind of ending at one point, and I was like, oh, yes. One point. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been ending a few times, hasn't it? Um, like a big sound. I was like, oh, gosh, this new strain, whatever it was. I don't think we were at Omicron yet. Like it better not ruin big sound. And someone in like at work was like, oh, we're definitely not having big sound. I was like, what? Are you, are you sure? So, look, I saw that they announced, you know, we're, we're going to be back bigger and better. I think maybe it's 21st year or, or something. So, I'm I'm hoping that that goes through because it's always just so cool to see everyone running around and like you said, meet the bands as well. That's something that I've missed. Um, not mm. going to the gigs is just seeing them in real life and saying hello and you know getting a vibe on them. Yeah, I um, Rum Jungle came up to the Gold Coast two weeks ago and I I interviewed them a year, almost a year ago now and I went up to them didn't I just didn't say anything and I went who are you and I went 
breaking through and they went oh yes <laughs> so cool. um and then you know had like you know a 20 minute chat with them and it's it's really good you obviously couldn't do that in covid and i'm really enjoying um doing that now so um yeah big sound sound like it would be um intense and a smorgasbord of music which would be cool um yes. declan burn thank you for coming on the podcast i'm hoping bands and artists can take some advice at least a little bit of advice from uh, this podcast yeah, thanks, mate. It's good to have it on. My other bit of advice would be upload to Triple J and Earth. Obviously, I'm biased, but it's a good free way. Someone literally has to listen to your music. So get it up there and um, it's a good way to get feedback as well. Yeah, you might get a review from the man himself, eh? You might, yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs>